Welcome to another edition of Polly's Podcast at the Overtime Hockey Network, and we're going to be a little multidimensional here today for this program. I'm excited about it. I'm here at Benel St. Margaret's High School. Uh, what do we call this? The atrium? Yes, this is the atrium. This is a big buck section, <laughs> yeah. right? I think you said a couple mil. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're just throwing that down there. This, so we're, what do you? This is. Um, I mean, we're, we're we're painting this to be like the Taj Mahal, yeah. but I think exactly. it's more chill than anything. But it's <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Great school here. You guys are really lucky. So there's a, a captain's leadership conference. Is that what this is really kind of called? Yeah. Where captains from various teams come together. Uh, they work with Coach Ken Pauley. Uh, he was nice enough to bring me in to talk about the media, the media jackals, how we are, uh, how we're vindictive and terrible people. I'm kidding. And and how how basically how important the media is. So we're going to do this pod and we're going to kind of blend together. We've got some other captains from some other teams. So without further ado, we're going to welcome in Elizabeth Dietzen and Avery Junker from the soccer team girls soccer team and then uh the girls hockey team sophie melsness and emma hayne will be joining us as well sophie also a softball captain emma a golf captain but we're not going there (laughs) well we might but yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see if it moves us to that so anyway we're going to turn our attention over to the soccer side first of all uh avery let's start with you uh i'm going off the board so don't even look at this right now we have some talking points but go against what I said in the room, um, soccer. Uh, when did you realize as a player it was uh, a special game to you? Um, I think I've been playing for a while. It's always been really fun. I had a club, and as a group, we've all just been playing at different clubs all over the metro, which is what makes our team actually so fun because we're coming from all over, and we get this super special opportunity to come together and play as a team, which is just incredibly fun. So it's been really fun these past three years that I've been on the team to play with everyone. Has there been a same theme to the team? Have you been the same type of team, or has it changed from year to year based on who's their personnel? I mean, I think our culture stays super similar throughout the years. We're all just trying to do our best, support each other out there in the field. No matter kind of what you're doing, what your role is on the team, we're all super important. And I think that's stayed throughout kind of all of the program's history. Elizabeth, how about you? When did, when did the game strike you as something that you truly loved? Um, I think I agree with Avery. As you've played on and played with people who are very committed, it kind of makes you want to play more and be committed as well. So I think that um, as a younger player and having the older players kind of bring you in, that's when I realized that it was a really great group of people. And I think that, like Avery said, that stayed kind of a trend throughout the years. So for the two of you, there's a a really good question on a little questionnaire that uh, Coach Polly throughout to you guys uh what are three qualities or personality traits um is that kind of what we talked about that would someone like to see in your team or how it is viewed as a team avery start with you i mean something super exciting that's happening this year that hasn't really happened in years past is we have 12 seniors on the team so although we do have captains it's really going to be a collective leadership group which is super exciting and throughout the defense, the midfield, and the forward, we're all going to be able to lead in our own way, kind of having a collective message and spreading it throughout. So I know I'm personally super excited for that, and I think the rest of the team is as well. Wow, your jobs get a lot easier, don't they? (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think that we're all working on being very positive because um, our younger players, but we also are experienced as the older players. So 
We have to be positive and looking towards the future and hopefully doing well this season. So along with veterans on rosters comes expectations, right? I mean, so you start getting the section previews, people talk about you. Now you're expected to do something. How do you, as two leaders, you're each going to get this one. Avery, start with you again. How do the two of you um, feel as though you're equipped as a group to handle that? And how do you think you can play that off and just say, we got to be ourselves? I mean, communication is super important. We keep that present throughout the like the full season. We're all talking to each other, making sure that the younger girls who are maybe newer on the team are feeling comfortable. The older girls, as I said, we have 12 seniors are making sure to help everyone out. And just as a collective group, we're keeping communication throughout so that everyone feels comfortable and confident going into sections and bigger games. What did Ken Pauly say? Belly to belly? Exactly. No stabbing in the belly back. I love that. That's my favorite thing of the whole night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elizabeth, how about you? Um, I would say that the team has always been competitive through the years and having more experienced players, we've learned to how to deal with having kind of a target on our back. So I would say that even though this year there may be greater expectations, it's a lot of the people have been on the team for years, so they know how to deal with it as well. And then the older players can kind of mentor the younger players and make sure everyone's calm and relaxed going into bigger games. Knowing what I know, and I'll get to you two here in a minute, but when it's all said and done, you look back on this stuff, and that group of players will probably be, even though you go to college, I've seen it year after year after year after year, that'll be your friend group when you get older. Are you cool with this group being your friend group? Oh, of course. We're walking in the hallway. We see each other. We're saying hi. We're looking. We're walking past these classrooms. We see some of our teammates in there. It's great. Disruptive. We see them at lunch. Not disruptive, okay, okay. just a Not quick, a quick oh, way. No, 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 no education yeah, is okay. priority. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but for sure, everyone's yeah, yeah. super sweet. Everyone's committed to the team. Everyone's committed to their education, and it's a wonderful environment. Yeah, I would say that people are friends off the field first, so I think that that kind of correlates to the chemistry of the team, which allows us to play better and be more flexible and interchangeable. Uh, that's really good to have some diversity in your lineup to allow you to do different things and people can step in if there's injuries because that's always a part of it. We've got the T7 Echo H2O driving by. I think he's speeding too. He's flying right now, cleaning the floor for sure. Um, So challenges and opportunities. I mean, you kind of both probably touched on a little bit with the target expectations. Um, But if there are challenges in play, and I don't want you to be coaches here, really not particularly, but I mean, if, if you were to say, okay, look at yourself in the mirror as a group, what do you think you guys will need to overcome? I mean, for sure this um, off season, we've just been working on a lot of possession play. So our coach, Scott, and our coach, um, Coach Olson, they've been just helping us to really work through this, so that we can go into the season confident in kind of each third of the field, making sure that, again, with communication, we have our midfield talking our forwards talking our defenders talking so that if something does go wrong we can all collectively drop back and help each other out and I would say that we have to make sure that we're not in our own heads because no matter the season people make mistakes and have bad games and have good games so I'd say that we have to as we're going into bigger games and against harder competition we have to make sure that we're focused and in the zone and kind of not being our own worst enemy finally uh, this was my question, and I think it's important for you to think about your years here as students and as athletes. What does it mean, Avery, to you to be a Red Knight? 
I think community is a big aspect of being a Red Knight. You walk through the hallways and most people here are in multiple sports or in multiple groups and you just see your teammates and everyone's super excited to see you. The teachers are super positive and, and impactful and in some cases your teacher is your coach. So you get to see him talk about the game, talk about your classes and it's just a huge community here. Um, I would definitely agree with the community. I think that Everyone is kind of a family here, and I know it sounds corny, but it's kind of the trend. We all go to mass together once a month, um, and we're all friends, and I think that the staff and teachers are very committed and to making it a good experience and bring people together, even if they're different. It's kind of hard to fail when you have that kind of leadership, isn't it? Exactly. And then now you two can carry it forward. How about that? <laughs> yeah. That was terrific. Uh, it's like you've done this before. So I have to give you guys, the pressure is so on you two right now. Like, it's, you guys can sit back and enjoy the ride here. Yeah, for sure. So now we'll spin our attention over to uh, Emma Hain and Sophie Melsnitz, both on the hockey team. Um, and I'm going to kind of just ask you the same things uh, that, that we asked them. And, you know, how would you, we'll start with you, Sophie, how would you like your team? You know, I know a little bit more about your team cause I've covered it a little bit. Um, but you've had a lot of experience as a group, much like this soccer team did too. Now it's on, right? Everybody knows it's not a secret. Yeah. You know, you're good. You, you played Edina, had them a couple times, but what, what do you want people to know about your team that they might not know? Um, one thing in specific is just the new leadership that has arose from all of our seniors leaving. We had a really impactful senior class of, I think, six commits or seven commits, something yeah. like that. It, it, I mean, it's a huge loss, but it's also a gain in the sense of all the upcoming talent. So one thing I want people to know is that we're coming back and we're not going to lose to Udina this time. So. Well, you darn near didn't last year. I mean, you guys were so, it was a terrific game. So, uh, Emma, what would you want people to see and think about your team? Um, Basically going off of what Sophie said, that we're, like, ready to play, and we have, like, a committed coaching staff. They want the best for us, and they want us to win. And we all try our best at practice, and we all bring this energy that's going to be helpful during the season because we will be eating this time. (laughs) So I'm going to go to both of you on this one. Having been underclassmen on a class that had big personalities, let's say, with a lot of seniors. How much does it, I don't want to say feel like a fresh start, but how much of a fresh start does it feel like for you two and your group to be in charge now and not be looking up? Yeah, I mean, those were my best friends, but I also need to pick up what they left on. So I can't sit back and, you know, say, Abby Hancock, great leader, going to Brown. I I'm, I need to pick up on what she left off. So I, I think it's important that we bring a new fire to our team and show these underclassmen that we're here to play. And, and, and from what they've shown in, the, in this offseason, we're ready. So Emma? Yeah, just echoing what Sophie said, that we can't just think, oh, Anna Padin and her dad <laughs> running the team for the last, like, what was it? Four, three, four years, years. Yeah. Three, yeah. four years. And that they left some big shoes to fill, and now we have to step up and we have to take charge, and we have to show the younger kids that we're here to play and that we take this seriously, but we also want to have fun. With a new coach, obviously a legend in women's hockey <laughs> yes. behind the bench. I mean, come on, right? Yeah. Of course, we're talking about Kelly Panic, oh, yeah. who's just awesome. But it obviously opens up a little window for you to, because captains are a conduit to the coach, mm-hmm. to, the, to the room. Have you both had a 
good relationship. She was here last year, obviously. Mm -hmm. But has that relationship picked up and is it continuing to grow for you? Um, absolutely. I think Kelly is one of definitely my biggest mentors. I would never say that to her face, but. <laughs> well, you just did. Oh, you went to the back, not belly to belly. Yeah. That's great. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I love Kelly. I mean, seriously, she's such a hard worker. Um, she, she talks about her style of game and really brings that to the table for us and, and tells us you don't have to be a big time skilled player to excel. I mean, she showed that she's on the Olympic team. She made the Olympic team. Um, and is going to Beijing. Um, I think Kelly's an incredible leader and her experience just motivates all of our players to show that we can do it. I mean, Kelly's from Benil, she's an alum, mm -hmm. so it's definitely obtainable and and she is she is Kelly Panic. <laughs> yeah. How's that been, you know, bridging the gap player to coach with her? Oh my gosh, she I love her. <laughs> like that's just going over the top and I'm just one of her fans, but she's so fun to be around on and off the ice with her level of sarcasm. Just kind of connects with me because I feel like sarcasm is something our team like spends a lot of time with. <laughs> yeah. And she's just ugh, she's such a great player too. Yeah. And she always shows off in practice too. Well, that's huge, too. Yeah. And then you can learn a few things from the Mets. <laughs> challenges and opportunities. Um, challenges. Um, I think one of our biggest challenges is also our one of our biggest strengths is our upcoming talent because they, they bring a new, fresh face to our game, obviously, but at the same time, they don't have the experience that we do. So losing the talent we did is definitely tough, um, but the talent coming through is really what's going to pick us up and lead our program. And I think Kevin Gray has done an incredible job of showing people that this program will be what it's going to be. So I think our challenge will be our um, upcoming people and the new faces because it's going to be tough for them. I mean, they're going to be playing against 18-year-old girls and they're, what, 13, 14. I mean, it, it definitely sucked for me, so I know it's going to suck for them. But going back to like the leadership thing, I think it's just picking them up. And I think from what we've seen this summer, I'm excited. So, Emma. <laughs> yeah, so much just of what Sophie said. It was hard when the seniors left because we've been playing with each other for the last couple of years, three or four years, however many have been. But with the new people coming up, we're going to have to rebuild the chemistry and all the communication skills and everything just to regroup and build a stronger community. But like Sophie said, we have a lot of good talent coming up with us, and they're going to be able to lead our program. What does it mean to be a Red Knight? I mean, what Avery said, I wrote it down on my paper, community. I mean, knowing that if you mess up, like no one's going to be mad at you. Everyone's, everyone knows that you gave it your all, and it's picking up the person next to you. And I think you know that, that what you, it means for you to be a Red Knight is the same thing that it means for the person next to you. And I think that's really important for all aspects. Yeah, going with Sophie, just building stronger relationships. Some of my best friends are from this school, just building a stronger community, knowing that they're going to have your back no matter where you stand in life. It's kind of a nice feeling, isn't it? For sure, I mean, yeah. to know that you're not alone yeah. as a group, as a school, yeah. as a community. And I think uh, leadership is really, it's by example. It is by voice, right? But it's one thing to say th something, and it's a whole other thing to do something. And what I'm hearing from these four terrific athletes and young ladies is that that is alive and well here at Benel St. Margaret's. Super cool. Um, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm proud of all of you. <laughs> and uh, I wish you the best of luck this year. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. 
Part two of Polly's podcast continues here from the uh, atrium. It's so impressive. We, we, we're kind of breaking it down. They think this was a couple mil investment here to make this work. We're kidding, but it's really nice. And you guys are lucky to have the school you do and the environment that's been provided for you guys to all play. And uh, thanks for joining us here today. We have from the cross-country team a trio of captains, Emerson Foley, Will Peterson, and Thomas Sauer. And from the boys' hockey team, Brady Yakish, Tristan Sarsland, and Peter Geertsen. So we'll start first with the cross country. Uh, we're going to start first, uh, Emerson, with you. Um, when did you take to uh, distance running versus just doing some sort of track and field event? Um, it started with my dad. He ran cross country in high school, and he really pushed for me to run cross country because I didn't have an initial spring sport or a fall sport. And... Um, I just made the most of it. I have the runner's body, and I knew that this was a fun group of boys. So I really pushed myself and trained hard and made the most of what I got. It is the only collegiate sport where you can play all three seasons, correct? Yeah. Because you got the indoors. That's right. Correct. Will Peterson, how about you? Same question. Yeah. What got you um, rolling on it? Okay. I'm going on it. Uh, Nothing, really, except my parents, because when I originally came to BSM, I didn't have like any sports or I didn't know what I was going to do and because it was like easy to get into I guess like it doesn't have like tryouts or anything my parents just threw me into cross country seventh grade so I've been running since seventh grade and I guess I just stuck with it because uh, I found like my group of guys because everyone was super nice all the captains all the coaches everyone just like formed like a family sort of type thing and it was just really fun here you are now a captain yeah like so you're like i got tossed in now you're running the show yeah pretty much that's pretty awesome it is kind of awesome and then finally thomas sour so when i was in seventh grade i didn't really do anything in the fall and my mom really just wanted me to pick up a fall sport and do something and cross country was the thing it doesn't take any skill really it's more just like endurance and i was i was kind of good at running i guess uh same story as well then Right. Yeah, basically. But I don't know how you do it. I couldn't do it. Like so. Um, how do you? And this is off the grid. But how do you get better? I mean, you you know what I mean. Like, what what separates the guys that are really ripping the good times versus those that are just only okay? What is the difference? It's running on your own and getting in the miles when no one else is looking. Because in the off season, that's that's where everyone improves the most. Because you have, I don't know, seven months basically yeah. just to train on your own and make your times better and that's all you can really focus on at that point is the winter training brutal i mean because if it's dark I, n- ice not seeing it biting it have you fallen have i fallen while running in the winter yeah i have yeah i've fallen while running in the winter oh but God. you know i can only imagine but, uh, but that's part of the game right it's part of the game yeah also the easy answer uh to what makes a better runner is genetics uh just like you got I mean like you say that but there are people who are just good at running you know obviously everyone because we're all like captains all of us run all the time like a bunch of miles and it hurts and it's like oh I'm running a lot but there are people who can just hop in out of nowhere and come run like with us without training at all and it's like there are people that you'll see running that you can tell have run a lot let's say they're a little older in their 20s or whatever you can tell 
the good ones from the not so good ones, even though they look like they run a lot, you know, they, they clearly do, but, but you can tell those that are built for it. So you hear about the runner's body last question down this road. What exact, what is that? Well, I mean, really it, <laughs> tall and skinny. I mean, you don't really need Emerson. all that. Yeah. Emerson, you don't really need all that much muscle upper body doesn't help at all. So you don't really need that at all. You need good lungs. Yeah. It's all about the, getting the oxygen in and being able to keep those legs moving. So getting COVID is probably not a good idea. Oh, no. Right? Okay. So um, three things that you would want each one of you take your answer that you would want people to know about your program that might not know. Uh, cross country is all about family. And we really just focus on making each other better. And um, our main goal at least for us captains and the older kids, is just to make the younger kids like it. Because cross country is not always a fun sport, but when you really get a good group of boys, it can be one of the best times of your life. And you guys go as a group, seven up to 12. So the 12th graders really have to take care of, the seniors have to take care of the seventh graders. Unlike with the hockey guys, it's just, it doesn't really happen that much. So you do have to deal with some squirrely youngsters, but uh, you know, by all, all said and done, that was you too, right? Not not to the extent that this new group is. Oh, really? Yeah. We've had stick boys. Wait, wait, wait till you get older and you have kids. You'll say the same thing over and over again. Will, how about you? What's one thing you'd want everybody to know about? Nothing. I, want, <laughs> I mean, he said, like, my, my main thing about this sport. But you need to know that, like, the coaches are going to be mean to you. And they're going to make you do stuff that you don't want to do. But you're going to have to do that because that's how you get better at running. And there's no like easy, I like genetics, blah, 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 but there's no easy way to get really good at running other than just running a lot and doing what your coaches say. I guess that's like, that's, that's, my, that's my like main takeaway from the sport. It's just, you gotta do what you gotta do. Put in your time. Thomas, how about you? I think it's really just about family. We run together, we push each other and we get better together and we do it as a group. 7 through 12. We're not always not always everybody together, but some days you've got a 7th grader running right next to a senior and that is really important to our team. How about challenges or opportunities you can take one or the other for your your team this year? I think our biggest challenge is definitely with a new group of boys and our team has been getting smaller is growing the program and making it fun so people stay in because we usually have a lot of people sign up and not many continue throughout the season and if we can continue just to grow the program and make it fun for these younger boys it'll be so much better in the years to come that was emerson how about you will um i think one of the main challenges this year is we're gonna have to really like put in way more effort than we have the last few years because of uh we're in a we're in a different sort of conference section different section okay we're in a different section um with a bunch of not like easier but like smaller schools so we do have more of a fighting chance against uh who are who are with who are running against as opposed to like running against yz or something like that so i think like the main challenge this year is going to be getting everyone motivated to uh, everyone motivated to work hard because we can like get so we need we can achieve stuff this year as opposed to like really being beaten down by like huge schools as we have in the past.
challenges or opportunities, Thomas? That's really the biggest opportunity. We can go to state this year, which really hasn't been an opportunity in the past years. Uh, but then a big challenge with that is it's not like these schools are pushovers. We still have to compete. It's going to be a lot more competitive. We got to make sure everybody stays healthy and we have people, our best runners out there. And got to make sure nobody's getting injured over the season and not running too many, it's not running people into the ground. It's really important not to get ahead of yourselves too when there's expectations. You know, sometimes you can put the, put the result ahead of the process and you got to just let it play out. If you have a bad day, you have a bad day. Final question for you guys. Um, what does it mean to be a Red Knight? Uh, being a Red Knight means you're a part of a bigger group. You'll always find Red Knights in every walk of life. And it, whether you know it or not, they've always got your back because they've been through the same stuff you've been through. You've been taking the same classes, same teachers, and it's all about community at Benilde. Same thing. I mean, like, I guess that, that speaks to the community aspect of it, but really, like, I, it, like, because I've been here for, like, six years, all, like, seven through 12, I, it's really important that... Uh, to me at least, that like the community stay, like stays as good as it has been. Because for me, it has been really good. And like I've had a bunch of seniors, like, pe- not even people that I've been on like teams with, but just like seniors that have really influenced me in like, my life and what I think I'm going to do in the future. It's excellent. Yeah, you've always got a supportive community around you. You've got people always willing to help. And then you also, I think a big part of being a Red Knight is Catholic education. I feel like that's why my parents sent me here, not just the community. Private Catholic education, I feel like they value that. I sent uh, one of my own to uh, Holy Angels, sorry. But uh, same bit, you know, and that's why we did that um, because it was community family. And um, you're very lucky as a group. The girls said the exact same things that, that you did, which is really quite cool. Uh, gentlemen, the cross-country team can run on out of here. That was really bad, pun intended. All right, boys, uh, good work, and thank you for your time, and uh, we'll continue on with Polly's podcast. So now we turn our attention to the uh, hockey club as we have their three captains with us here. Uh, we'll start in order from left to right. Tristan Sarsland, Brady Yakish, and Peter Gertzen. We have all three of you guys. You've been here for a while. You've heard the questions. You know the questions. The pressure's on. I mean, like, let's see what we got. Right, I'm kidding. So hockey, obviously it's been a big part of your family, Tristan, with your grandpa and your dad and all of that. It's probably you're born with it, right? Yeah. Um, but when you had the realization as a person, when did you say, man, I love this game? It was probably when I was uh, when I moved back to Minnesota because I lived, uh, I was born in New Jersey and uh, I lived in Massachusetts. That's where I learned how to skate. But when I moved back to Minnesota, uh, it was just it's so much different. You could just see how how everybody loved hockey here and just how competitive it was and it just made me realize how much I loved playing it and scoring goals or making good passes and just how excited everybody got seeing the big crowds and the state tournament and stuff like that. Pretty lucky to be here. Yeah. You know, it's really, really uh, a cool thing. Brady, how about you? Um, I would probably have to say that close to what um, Sarsland had to say, I was just given a pair of skates and 
when I was two or three years old, and it was kind of just what I did. I obviously got frustrated at myself just for messing up or falling down when I was that little, but it was always just like the new things that I was learning while skating and uh, the new moves I'd be able to make when I was on the outdoor pond by myself or with my my close friends or my family. It's just the new things that I was willing willing to try to learn or um, able to do that like pushed me to be better or just want to play more. It's like a cool form of discovery. Yeah. You know, where you go, oh, well, I can do this, I can do that, and, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't happen overnight, you know, and that's what, that's what makes the game unique because the more you work at it. Kind of like the runners were saying, if you don't put your miles in, you're not going to get better. You know, it's kind of the truth. So, Peter, how about you? I mean, going along with what they both said, growing up, you were just handed a pair of skates, headed down to the outdoor rink. It's just a community that in Minnesota, everyone, like, looks up to the hockey players. You're like, that's, like, their sport, I guess. And growing up, that's how I met my closest buddies. And my brother, who's older than me, played first, and he taught me. And I skated with him on the backdoor pond all the time. And even now, like, the closest friends I have are those that I've met on the rink. You'll never lose them, trust me. They'll still be there. Uh, Tristan, what would be, there's three things that they asked, you know, three things was kind of what they talked about. But what, just give me one of your three of, of how you'd want this hockey team to be viewed or what people don't know about it. My most important one would be uh, just seeing that everybody on the team is uh, uh, good people and that good persons, and they treat everybody with respect when they come in and out of the rink, and even even uh, even on the ice or off the ice, talking just talking to people, and seeing how they don't treat people like they're way better than them or way worse than them, depending just how it is. And I just want everybody to be known that the Red Knights are they're super respectful, but they're also super good on the ice too. Um, that is the coolest thing. I think a team could have is humility. Those that are really good don't have to tell people they are. They just are. And that's what you're talking about, I think. And you're cool about it. And that is when you have a fighting chance. Good answer. Not that you're being graded or anything, but <laughs> Brady. Um, I would have to say um, that our team hates losing. And what that does for us is um, just makes everybody compete more and just want to win and want to strive to be better even more and that just even if it's just those the top say your top six forwards or your top guys they they hate losing so much it pushes those younger guys or the bottom six guys for say to just compete more and just get after and get better and it just brings everybody together and want want to get to that ultimate goal so competitive and humble love this okay peter your turn um, we're very well connected and we even though we're all from different communities we come together as one and we are able to bond really well and uh, we play for each other and not just ourselves and it it really helps us to move along the path of like we're working for each other and that helps us get better so a good reporter will build off of something that was said and ask a question from it so I'm going to have a what we call a follow-up um, oh, to, to Peter's point You've been here, you've been on, both of you were freshmen, right, yep. uh, on varsity. And so you've seen many, three different versions of this. And you've, you've been here since freshman year too, right? Uh, I came in sophomore year. Sophomore year. Okay, that's right. So you've seen it. Your, your feeling about like, um, man, there's guys coming from every direction. They played this way here. They played that way here. You're from here. You're from there. Um, does this feel different to you as far as the team is concerned like everybody 
pulling, rowing the boat. Sorry, had to go gopher thing there in the same direction. Uh, yes, yes, I do. I think, I think that's that's uh, just just how it is now. If um, even when I came in as a freshman, I just realized that right away because nobody cares what you did on your team before or how you played or what role you had. And once you realize, once you get into the locker room and get on the ice, you have to realize what the team needs you to do, and you need to do that role for us to be successful. And even if it takes a game for that to happen, you can see we win, lose, you'll know because uh, all the teammates will, everybody lets you know. And it's every knows and once in a good team, will, everybody will fall into the place and embrace the role. And that's what this group feel, I'm sorry. Does this group feel cohesive to you? Uh, yeah, I would say they definitely do. Um, I think we all um, buy in and um, learn from our mistakes and like I said earlier, just buy into the ultimate goal, but also we we all just um, want to get better and we just want to just find our role that we have for the team and what um, they just buy. We all just want to buy into what the coach has to say. And if we don't buy in, everybody's going other other directions. Every coach talks about buy-in and it's so hard to get it. It's like if there was a magic ticket to that, everybody would win. Buy-in is super tough. Do you feel like there's buy-in? Yeah, there's definitely buy-in in with going with your systems and listening to what your coach has to say because if you're doing your stuff on your own, you're not going to gel together as a team and nothing's going to turn out on how you like it or how you want it to happen. Challenges and opportunities for this year. Pick one or the other or both. What, what do you think those one of those would be for you? Well, I do think... Uh, there's, I have a challenge and an opportunity. They kind of go together. Mm-hmm. I think it is a, one of the challenges is buying in because it's easy to say. Everybody can be like, yeah, yeah, we're bought in and all that. But are you actually going to buy in after you have a game where you maybe didn't see that, see that much ice time or you weren't, got kicked off the power play or something or you weren't out there and you like, missed a goal or something? Then, then you have to realize it is hard to buy in. And I think that is most important. And then it comes with the opportunity of that we can, we can make it to state this year and we can win state this year. We have enough mm-hmm. talent for that. It's just you just have to realize that's what it's going to take. Yeah. As a group, you can choose to buy in. Yeah, it's the hard part. And then when you do, the opportunity is you can do some things, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I'll have to build off of that too, because I think over the years I've been here, some of the team have, some of the players on the team have struggled to buy into the system, whether they couldn't or they didn't want to. They they just couldn't buy in, and it. Um, you just couldn't come together as a, a full team. It was bits and pieces of it, but you need really need a full team to um, go the extra mile or um, keep it going. But I also think um, a challenge and expectation and opportunity for the team is our youth. The people that we have coming in this year or the couple freshmen we had on the team last year, I think they are a little unexperienced, but with this year and the group of seniors we have, they'll have um, a really good opportunity to grow, but also make a big difference in our in our lineup. So it's kind of your jobs as leaders and seniors to take that pressure off of those young guys to just be themselves, right? They've got great talent, um, but keep the expectations a little lower because then they can exceed them, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. Cool. Peter? And then building off what he said with the inexperience and youth, we are very underrated. I feel like in past we've been rated much higher and have more expectations, but now we're able to fly like under the radar mm-hmm. and we are looking to like prove others wrong and use that like youth as like a surprise or example. 
and it also builds a bright future ahead for the program. Well, I like this club. I'm looking forward to what you guys have this year. No pressure, but I'm, <laughs> it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Final question for you. What does it mean to be a Red Knight? Uh, it's just it's just special because even, even for me, it's just every day coming to school, you know it's uh, you get to – get to experience the hockey part and they're all your friends and stuff but it's also experiencing uh, the religion and being catholic and even before games the prayers and all of that actually i think that's just really special and being part of red night and also it is a community like everybody says because they're when i was a freshman sophomore i still talked to those seniors that were there and uh, i think that just makes it yeah and or you see someone who graduated way earlier than you and they recognize you and come say hi because that's just what it means to be red night and that's a uh, it's pretty cool because you um, you come from a really good program, you know, where you, you played your, your youth hockey. And uh, it's easy to say, you know, should I or should I? You clearly have no regrets. Not one bit, no. I've that's always awesome. wanted to come be a Red Knight, and I've enjoyed every second of it, win or lose. That's awesome. Brady? Yeah, I'd have to say it's um, it's it's more about just yourself. It's all the little bits and pieces you take from your own community and you bring it into one as a red knight and you you take what you have and you build off of what you have but you also build off of what others give to you and you can learn from them and take what advice and what they give you and it's also what um Sarsland had to say about like people just you you see them on the streets and they say hi no matter how old they are or, um, where, Bessie, they, where they came Moore, from, all those guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. today, like Grant Bessie, he played on the 2012 team, and now Tristan and I are playing on the 2021 team. Like we were out golfing with him today. It was. It's just the good dude. Yeah. yeah, just the big age difference, but we are still from the same school and the same community, and it's everybody's one. Yeah, going along with that, being a being a red knight is just like a community. When uh, coming from the where I grew up and where I played, there was a lot of individuals and individuality, and people were selfish and didn't play for each other. But coming into Benilde and being a red knight, like everyone's here for each other, and you see them in the hallways. It's a environment where you can see everyone from freshman to senior year, and you can even see the middle school, and you just get to know them. It's like a family. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll leave you guys with this. Every one of you from the girls' teams to the boys' teams that did a part of this, we, you know, we talked in our seminar about messaging, you know, like making sure your message as a team is on point and, and all of that. Well, whatever messaging is going on here about community has been definitely heard and felt by all of you guys. Not one kid said much different. It was incredible. And so I think that's really important. It's one thing to know what a message is and have it, but it's another thing to live it and feel it. And that's what I felt here from this podcast. And this better be the best edition of Polly's podcast. If it's not, I'm shutting her down. So there you go. Guys, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for taking the time. I kept you late, but it was really good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. much. You bet. So long, everybody.